Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, folks, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. Monday afternoon for a set the spread episode. I'm in person with one of the hosts today. It's myself and MMA capper, Longhorn MMA. Just Longhorn MMA. <laughs> Let's stop confusing our listeners. Longhorn MMA, DK. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Reese is on the screen. I love it, Kobe. Yeah, I'm not as honored to be in person, but I can't wait until we get at least a we need at least a fight companion one of these days but i'm looking forward to being in person soon but i'm doing good i i got i i know danny was responsible and didn't play anything last week i didn't post anything because nothing was official but i'm a degenerate and and things got away from me but here we go and i'm feeling good this week i'm feeling good i think i'm gonna get the w We've got a fight night card highlighted by Cyril Gahn and Alexander Volkov. Should be an exciting heavyweight bout. But before that, let's set some spreads prior. First one we have will be kicked off by your 10-9 season leader. Excuse me, 9-8 season leader looking to get to double digits. Reese coming off yeah. a one win in a row. Not if I have anything to say about it. No, these I – mean, I, you couldn't even script this show. It's so crazy how close we get. And I don't doubt that it's going to be I, – I already, from looking at these lines, I'm sure it's going to be even closer. I mean, all these things have got to be relatively gettable. And with, with MMA cap or DK over there, Longhorn slash at back, back hat, back at hashtag. But anyways, let's get into it. I'm up eight, nine, eight. Nine, eight. And kick all things right. off, Wilter Wave out. Tim Means, Nicholas Dalby. Okay, so this – I mean, I love Tim Means. I always love Tim Means. Tim Means has always been like the, the the wily old veteran for me. I actually got to see him in live in Wichita against uh, Nico Price, where he was dominating the round as expected and got slumped. But I mean, he's been around the block recently, beating Mike Perry. You know what you're going to get out of him. Nicholas Dalby, although he too has a, a long-ish fight career, he's relatively new to the UFC scene after recently getting laid off and, and fighting out of cage warriors. But if you're a longtime fan of the UFC, Nicholas Dalby rings a bell because he had a stint. Oh God. I don't even know when 20, 2016 Danny might know. Uh, With that being said, 14 to 17, 14 to 17. Then he got laid off and then he's, he's back. And the thing that's interesting to note is I remember wondering about him when he was coming back because I didn't expect him to Day long coming off two wins against Cowboy Oliveira and D-Rock so what what I think and then does anyone know why his Jesse Ronson fight got overturned to no contest I guess it'll probably say on topology but I don't know well not it doesn't matter moral of the story I I think that it's going to be closer than I normally would give it credit to if, if this was Dalby's first fight back in the UFC, I think I would have even had Tim Means with a two in front of it. Because he's come back and, and seemingly fixed a lot of things, coming off two what I classify as good wins, 
I think I still got to favor Tim Means, but barely. I'm going to go Tim Means minus 140. Nicholas Dalby plus 120. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're right on the same page about this. This is one that I initially, like you said, Dalby's kind of been making this resurgence. I initially um, was weighing with maybe having him as even or, or the favorite. And, and what I didn't realize was how close in age these guys are. Yep. One year difference. Um, and that really made my decision for me. Um, but like I said, I, I, at one point I thought this was a coin flip today. I'm going minus 130. Um, yep. The number I had written down. I'm not trying to. No, I believe you. Honestly, if you would have, if you would have gone Dalby as the favorite, I wouldn't have blamed you. I would have understood it. I just think for me, a guy who seemingly always finds myself on Tim means, uh, I don't know. I, I would, I, I kind of like your line there, to be honest with you. Point Reese minus 165 means it actually opened minus 200. Wow. So yeah. Wow. That's higher than I expected. Honestly, I'll be coming off two really good wins. There might be an opportunity there. I just, Tim Means is just so crafty with his striking and put on an absolute clinic against Mike Perry last time out. Mm-hmm. Next I'll up. take the point, though. Point Reese. Next week, next up, featherweight bout, Andre Touchy Feely and Daniel Pineda. Danny, go for it. Uh, so, yeah, Daniel Pineda is a guy similarly to Dalby, had a brief stint in the UFC, what, like in 2011, 2012, long time oh, ago. Oh, God, yeah, long time ago. And, I mean, legacy FC, Bellator, LFA, PFL. Um, he's, he made his return back to the UFC in 2020 to face Herbert Burns. Um a fight that he won, but that was a weird fight where Herbert had a lot of weight cut complications. And since then he got slumped by Cub. To me, Daniel Pineda's a COVID fighter. I know we, we throw that term a lot, around a lot, but I mean, we're looking at it here. You are got like back-to-back, no contests in the, in the PFL. And then you get signed mid COVID um, past 30, wrong side of 30. Yeah. I think touchy feely, even though he's out of team alpha male and <laughs> I know. and is coming off of a loss of his own to Bryce Mitchell. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty sizable favorite here. I've got it at 200 and I wouldn't be surprised if it's even a little bit higher because he, he looked all right in that, in that Bryce Mitchell fight, he, Bryce Mitchell subs and whoever he wants. And Andre was able to grapple with him. Yeah, I actually, I actually am going to even go higher. And, and I hate touchy-feely. So, uh, and it's not him. It's, it's nothing against him. It's really just the team alpha male aspect as always. I actually don't mind Andre Feely as a, as a fighter. I think he's a phenomenal striker. He's, he's young. Whether he makes a run or not, I, I doubt it. But, but nonetheless, I think I, I see exactly how you see it, Danny, where Pineda, to me, I know we do abuse it a little bit, but he – can come off as a little bit of a COVID fighter. And I, I don't think that his submissions will necessarily find a home on, on touchy-feely. I think it's going to be a striking clinic. I imagine it goes almost 30-27. I'm going to go even higher than you. I'm going to go touchy-feely minus 245. 
barely gonna catch a point here. Minus two twenty-five point Reese. Yikes! Let's go! Let's go! Oh, I was doing the math. I thought Danny got it. Let's go! Oh, ha! Duo Reese. Light heavyweight bout. Danny's heating up. Marquez. Danny, the room, the room getting a little hot over there, Danny. Yeah, it's starting to feel a little tight. Danilo Marquez, Kennedy, and Chuck Wu, light heavyweight bout. Reese, go for it. I mean, this one's I this one's the one for me. I I too usually come in here with lines. And this is the one that I was like, oh shit. I, I don't know. And it, a lot of that comes from the fact that I'm not a huge Kennedy fan. I, I, I know we all lost money on that old Carlos Olberg fight. At least I did. Olberg clearly has a lot of work to do in his MMA career. But for me, I, I think that he's very, very slow. Paul Craig, obviously that, that loss aged better because Paul Craig seems to be a menace in this division, but his striking is so slow and, and being caught in submissions by Paul Craig, I, I worry that there being holes. Here's the problem. I, I don't know as much about Danilo Marquez as I would like to. Um, only making two fights, two appearances in the UFC. I was unfamiliar with any of his regional stuff. Uh, I know he made one appearance in LFA, but I, I never caught that fight. And so for me, I really am just going off his two UFC fights. And, and the Mike Rodriguez fight, I know a lot of people like Mike Rodriguez. I personally don't. I tend to find myself fading him. And Cadiz whatever, is long gone out of the UFC. He, he got knocked out four straight times and clearly didn't belong. So I don't know what to think of this line. I, I don't know. I just know that I think if I, – I don't know. I, I just imagine if it hits the mat, Kennedy's done. If it stays standing, it, it, his strikes are so slow. So I guess I'm going to favor Marquez here. I'm going to go Danilo Marquez minus 145. Okay, so I – don't disagree with anything you say, but I guess I see this one a little bit different. Um, what I what I see here is I think that they're trying to build Kennedy back up uh, following that mm. loss to debut. I think that they see a rising star in him, and they're really kind of throwing him the ringer um, between ha- testing him with Carlos Olberg, one of the most technical strikers in, in the entire division, and now giving him Daniel Marquez, who's an incredible grappler. But that being said, he is a little one-dimensional. Um, and I think that Kennedy, Fortis MMA guy, he's got a good team, good coach behind him. He's not coming into this with just no grappling experience. There's no way. Um, I think I think that he is going to be marketed in the future if, if he gets a couple of decisive wins. Uh, with that with that other group of fighters that are coming out of Africa all holding gold. Um, I'm going to go with him being the favorite. I had minus 130. I went down to 120. Just kind of based off what you said, where I agree with you, if it hits the mat, he probably is doomed. Before... <laughs> the difference, and I'm going to go 25. Kobe, before you reveal the line, Danny... 
assuming it stays on the feet, do you think Danilo Marquez has a chance there, even with Kennedy's? I mean, I remember thinking. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, if we remember that Olberg fight where we lost money, Kennedy got dominated. I mean, he, yeah, he dominated, wrecked yeah. for the first round and a half, and then just Olberg like ran out of gas once he had hit him with literally right, yeah. the 30th significant strike. Maybe it was the 80th significant strike. It was a lot. And Kennedy but, like found his chin. I found myself finding uh, Danilo as the favorite. Just on the regards, it's like I know he's 35, which worries me, but it's like, man, Kennedy got peace. And Olberg's obviously a phenomenal striker, but he looks so slow in comparison. I'm interested. I think that sorry, might Kobe. Be I wanted because Olberg's so fast. I know. We'll 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 break it down more on the pod. I don't doubt that, but it's I really wanted to hear what Danny had to say about if it does stay on the feet. Danny almost talked himself into a ding, ding, dinger. Minus 120. In Chuck oh. Norris. I should have. I know we're halfway through the season, but I would like to maybe implement, if you get a dead on the money, maybe a little bonus. That just that would my math too much. <laughs> <laughs> we already have too many ties as it is. I know. That's All true. right. Co-main heavyweight bout, Tanner Bozier and OSP. This one is DK's turn to lead off. This is another one where um, I had a number written down and I've since come a little down from it based on what Reese has said. Uh, I think it was in the pre-show meeting, but Reese reminded me that Tanner's on a really quick turnaround. He fought this month. Um, I think it was like 15 days ago at, at the time we're recording this. Um, and he's making a quicker turnaround against a guy with a lot of experience. OSP is a guy that is maybe on on the downward trajectory over the over his past his prime a little bit, um, but it's still not a guy to look past, not, not at all, and not a guy that you really want to take on three weeks' notice without a full camp to prepare. He's got a lot of different ways to get you out of there. That being said, I I, I mean these guys are just on the wrong or on different parts of their tra- of their career trajectory. Um, even coming off the two losses, I think that Tanner's really talented. Um, the split decision versus Alir Latifi was tough. Um, I think I, I said on the pod that kind of how it would happen with Alir, just being able to lay on him and make it an ugly fight. And then also the Arlovsky one was just him running into experience, which could be a problem here. But I still have him as a pretty sizable favorite. I've got minus 190, um, and I had 200 written down until – you mentioned it quick turnaround Reese. Yeah. This this one is another decently tough one. And the reason why is because the where I, I, I feel like the sport ends up being so much what have you done for me lately? And I think two fights ago, I have Bozer in the high two hundreds, mid two hundreds, mid two hundreds. But I, I hold OSP in a very similar vein to Earler the TV, kind of like a, a gatekeeper. The difference is, is Earler the TV has the frame of a middleweight and just was like, I'm not cutting weight anymore. I think, I think Bozer could probably make light heavy pretty easily if he really worked on it and wanted to. He, he's small for heavyweight. 
And I wouldn't be surprised because I remember even in the year of the TV fight, I was like, I mean, he's not that much bigger. You know what I mean? And I worry that OSP, who I know he's fought at light heavyweight for a while, even he's the bigger guy with height and reach here. So I do worry about size a little bit here and, and coming off two losses to experienced veterans. I worry that this might be a very similar fight. If Bozer hasn't made the necessary adjustments, I still have him as a favorite. It's just going to be significantly lower. I wouldn't feel comfortable riding Bozer at anything more than like 55 or 65. So I'll go minus 165 and I'll throw OSP at, 140 plus 145 and and honestly even at that line i think i mean i'll never bet osp but it it, i I, i'm worried about bozer i mean i'm really excited for the main pod this week because i actually wanted to get your opinion on him because those last two losses in my book are concerning and and so i'm i'm very interested to see what type of adjustments he makes this weekend because Elo Latifi and Andre Orlovsky and OSP, the one thing they all have in common is they're savvy veterans, all past the age of – or all close to the age of 40. So, yeah, I, I, I think I have to go lower than you. I'm going to go – yeah, I'll go 160. I'll split the difference on the 55 and 65. Or did I say 65, Kobe? Doesn't matter. 150 is the number. Bozier. Oh, there we go. Game, set, yeah. match. Yeah. Rough one. Let's hear it, Reese. Not, not bad. Not bad. I, I got a couple right around the bunghole that time. Right around the, right around the, the, the circle. I mean, I just, I worry about Bozer. I'm, I can't wait for the pod this weekend or this week. I really can't. I need to pick your brain like a mug. Well, before we let the, let the listeners go, this wait, is. The- wait, wait, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Before we go any farther, <clears throat> I have something burrowing. <clears throat> Poha! Poha! Dude, you say Let's fuck. go. What? Did you say fuck? <laughs> yeah, I did. I said fuck yeah. All right. The fight that I'm most excited about, I still want to get your all's takes on it. Cyril Gan and Alexander Volkov. Uh, Reese, if you want to kick things off. Yeah. Just want to say one more thing. This, this ties the season lead, but if you've been following the season all year, it, it's gonna, the, pe- the pendulum's about to swing back. I I already know it. I'm coming. I just can't, I just can't lose the lead because I don't know if I'll ever gain it back. Main event time. This one is crazy because for the you have to decide: Are you gonna take the top five heavyweight slash veteran who has very good wins over high level strikers? Or are you going to take the guy who you quite possibly might never get a line this close on him until, you know, he fights, if he fights for the title, if he gets a W for this. Cause I mean, gone has been relatively unbettable since being in the UFC and reasonably. So, I mean, he pieced up biggie boy from the outside. I know a lot of people complain that it was underwhelming or whatever, but He's so athletic, and if he stays at range like he has been, it's 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 tough to beat. Problem is, he's coming against the one guy matchup wise that I think 
might prevent a stylistic issue just because of the size. He's so, so, so big. And so it's going to be a entry and exit, entry and exit for gone. And I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know I have to put him at a favorite. I know I do. I know I don't have a choice in the matter. Gone's got to be. But I actually think I have a one in front of it. And I, and I actually think I'm probably going to find myself on Volkov this weekend. I think, I think that's the only way around it. I'm going to say gone minus 185. And with that line, I'll be betting Volkov. I, I just know at this point, any any sort of, of MMA better is going to be fiending at the mouth to see a one in front of Gon, especially after that Biggie Boy performance. So, yeah, you you broke this down real well. Um, Gon, a lot of hype. My favorite heavyweight for sure. Um, and Volkov could have the tools to be his kryptonite. Here's the thing that the betting public isn't going to realize. Um Sio Gan, as good of a kickboxer as he is, is not just a kickboxer. We're looking at a guy that has three UFC finishes. You know, two of those are subs. One of them is a heel hook. Kamara's the other one? No, arm triangle. He's a guy who's wow. an offensive wrestler. He's like, he's a complete fighter, even though he doesn't need to use it every fight. That's scary to think about. Yeah. That's scary to think about. I won't lie. Because that would be Volkov's I, – I thought Volkov's length and reach might do it, but you're bringing up good points because Volkov just recently lost to Blades. Right. It's – there's a doable and, – and even before the Blades won versus Greg Hardy, who's a guy who's not like anywhere technically as sound as either of these guys, but athletically is maybe the only comparable guy to Cyril Gaon. Yeah. Um, Volkov – he didn't struggle, but he didn't get Greg Hardy out of there. He didn't just impose his will the whole time. Um, it was a lot closer than I thought it would ever be. I had a ton of money on Volkov that night. Um, but, I, yeah, your line's right in my wheelhouse. I'm actually under you because I have wishful thinking and I want to bet Cyril gone at minus 160. <laughs> It's sitting at minus 175 right now. So as for the rest of the day, Reese would have gotten that point. Happens. You're on. What I have? Yeah, I, I'm – and it's all – 160. I think that's my second point by a nickel. Not your afternoon, Dan. No, nah, it's tough. But this should be a fun card. And – Yeah. 75. Also, so that puts plus 160 the other way or 65? 65, yeah. Are you are you going to be betting Volkov sixty five, Reese? I mean, I I honestly I I was, and I think even your two seconds of discussing Gone, you got me off it. If Gone mixes in wrestling, I don't. If Gone mixes in wrestling, I don't. I, I it's a totally different fight than if it's just striking. I mean, even even though we're talking when he's tapping out, it's Rafael Pessoa and Dontel Mays. It's not your like. No, I know, but but even just. Even just the fact that he's willing to mix in the takedowns and work that, it's and there aren't a lot of guys, period, that can get consistent submissions from the top. Oh my god, almost none. Very few. Very Arm few. triangle chokes are pretty fun to see on, on a yeah. 
I mean, that's almost, okay. uh, yeah, OSP, Alexio Linux are the only two I can really think of. Um, public service announcement. Also, just letting everyone know, if for whatever reason you missed the main program this week, but you, you are here for this one, the fight card this weekend is an early one, and I have no idea why because it's at the apex. But the prelims start at noon central, and the main card starts at 3 central. So we'll be out the door by, like, dinner time. So I, I saw that the other day, and I was like, holy shit, I need to warn the boys because I, I, I found my European market with Gon Volkov as the main event. Maybe a lot of – Must be. Calling. Must be. Must be. Because I was trying to figure it out. Being in Vegas, I don't get why they do it so early. And it's not on Sunday either. I know they've done – before. it's a Saturday. It's just middle of the day. Interesting. I know. And I was just complaining because back in the FS1 days, every card ended at 1. Now they all seem to end it. Even this Saturday's card ended at 9 p.m. I'm like, what the heck is going on? All right, Reese, take us home. All right, well, you know, it was a wonderful day. I hope you guys enjoy Omaha. I hope all our wonderful listeners are enjoying their week. And with that, I'm going to hit you with a poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.